Welcome back to another episode of the Lex Inside Podcast. I remain your host, Courage Rewite. Last episode was about ADR in the Ed- Netherlands, where I had Victoria Udo moderate the episode with two speakers by name Andra and Michaela from the Hague Sp- School of Applied Sciences. It was a very entertaining session and educative one, and I'm happy we found it educative. Well, today's episode, after so many months, um, ranging from the NSAS protest and the trauma, psychological trauma, mental trauma that we all went through, uh, today we are coming back with this topic um, where I will be having the last anchor be a guest on this episode by the name Victoria Udo. Well, she'll be speaking to us on the topic digital skills and a, for a global lawyer. Um, she is a host of a podcast, V's podcast, that talks motivational and inspirational topics every week. And also, she's a member of the Nigerian Institute of Chartered Arbitrators and also the president of Omaplex Law Firm Internship Alumni Network. So stay tuned and in the next seconds, we're going to go into this particular episode. Hello guys, so she's here now. Victoria, welcome. Welcome to Let Inside Podcast. Thank you very much, Courage. It's really an honor to be here with you. Yeah, honor is all ours. I, I can remember some weeks back you were the one um, at the other end anchoring my last episode uh, between uh, the Adria Society, University of Nigeria, and the Hague School of Applied Sciences. I don't know if yeah. you still recall. Yes, yes, I do. It was quite a wonderful session. I I have to agree with you. Yeah, it was very, very enlightening. So, yes, and you are back um, almost immediately the next episode here to talk about legal tech and um, how it is eating deep, coming in into the legal world. So, um, I have a few questions so it's going to be as brief as possible. So I just have a few questions for you. But before right. then, do you have any little thing you have to say? You know, you are just you are no longer a visitor in this space. <laughs> That's very kind of you. So um before we go into the questions, uh, maybe I should give a rundown of you know, maybe more like a summary of everything. And okay. uh, so I basically want to talk about how technology has played a huge role in the legal industry and the need for more law students, lawyers in this space to adapt and embrace this technology. As we know, the world is not, um, it's, it's no longer a new thing that the world is going global, the world is coming digital. Most things we now do it on our phones. You know, most of, of the apps and um, the software that exists now are things that were not there 20, 15 years ago. But now these things oh, are resurfacing. And then it's not just the, um, the 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 business industry that you hear, oh, fintech, financial technology, you have banking apps, online ATMs, and the rest. Technology is slowly creeping in into the legal, not even slow. It's, it's becoming a rapid process. Technology is, you know, creeping into the legal space. And I if agree. we refuse to adapt and refuse to join the trend, we would be left behind. 
surely, yeah. surely. I, I, I may have to cut you there so that you won't spill the beans before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for that little um, intro. Uh, so going to the first question, where, where do you see the law practice in the next 10 years, even five years? Because like you said, it's, it's coming in very rapidly. There's no slow motion yet. Yeah. Okay, so um, in responding to your question, Courage, I would say that in the next 10 years, or okay, let, let, me be, let me come back a little. In the next five years, I see the law practice and you know, fully emerged in technology. Now, um, I, I, I happen to recall, I went to court last week. I went to Federal High Court in Portapel last, sorry, high, State High Court in Portapel last week. And then while I was walking around, I saw this um, notice on the notice board and it said, all processes are now to be filed electronically. And wow. I'm like, this is something we didn't see even last year or three years ago. Yes, we knew that electronic evidence were now admissible in court. But we didn't see that most processes, yes, exactly. We didn't see that most processes, you know how to go online to file them and then save it in the the court cloud and the judges just, the judge just has to open his laptop or his computer and then go straight look. And when you guys come to court and the whole thing happens. So imagine where this has begun. It now becomes a process where we do not even need to be present in court for a matter to go on. Of course, we, we've seen cases like um, ODR, online dispute resolution, where parties can stay anywhere in the world to resolve. And we we're, we have been able to see that even in the presence of the pandemic, technology has proved, in fact, the pandemic has just shown us that the law practice doesn't just need technology or um, digitalization. It, in fact, it is a necessity, it's now like a do or die affair. Because I remember there was this, um, there was a court order that we should begin to adapt. You know, and there could be online proceedings and the rest of the things. So imagine the law practice five years or ten years from now. Don't be surprised if we have robots who will be serving as judges and law. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but the, the law practice is going to be totally emerged in technology because things are coming up to aid the enhancement of um, the legal proceeding and to giving you know give a faster way and access to justice so that's what i would say all right thank you thank you very much thank you very much so you you just made um, some mention about uh, a court order that said we should uh, become very very adaptive to these emerging areas to this um, use of this necessity use of technology in the legal system legal profession and i quite agree because um the use of like you say you made mention of robots <laughs> uh, I, I i i would not want to go into that very deep because i some my one of my episodes back i think i made mention of i spoke on this particular um, topic and um, it's it's kind of very very funny some students some lawyers are, are really scared that one day <laughs> so that brings, <laughs> me to, that brings me to my next question so are you trying to say that uh, lawyers would be displaced in no time 
No, 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 no. That's 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 not what I'm trying to say. Um, in as much as technology is, um, the, the law technology is beginning to become very adaptive in the law practice. Lawyers will not be displaced of their job. There will still be lawyers ten years from now. There will still be judges ten years from now. There will still be this um arbitrators ten years from now. But the technology is just here to complement the already existing rule of lawyers. It's like mm. making the job easy. For instance, now a typical example is um artificial intelligence. There's something called smart contract. So instead of as a lawyer for you to go through all the pains of you know um drafting a contract for parties let's say you want to dra- um, draft a land agreement or something instead of you to go through all the pains of drafting it there's a software that a that is built with artificial intelligence there's an artificial intelligence software that you could just you know type in everything and then the parties get to sign all you have to do is advise parties on what they should do and then we could even go into um, litigation prediction. There are now softwares written where you could write facts of a case. And this, this um, software will go through previous cases that different judges have, you know, made pronouncements or given judgment on and, um, you know, weigh all the likely possibilities and then tell you what would be the likely outcome of this. So you know how to prepare your defense or you know how to cross-examine your witnesses. It's it's not there to displace the lawyers. It's just there to make the work easier, to make the work uh, more interesting because you 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 definitely cannot displace it. Robots do not have... Robots are, in as much as they are seen as um, machines that want to assimilate or act like humans, robots are not intelligent machines. They are not machines that can think on their own. They are not machines that can just wake up and begin to act. So, we cannot erase lawyers out of tech law or um, law in technology in general. We, we can. Okay. Because lawyers still have to be there. Yeah. So the, the, the technology is not wiping out lawyers. No, no. But it's making the job easier for us and making everything better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a very dicey, dicey the topic because uh, <laughs> some persons may want to argue with you on that particular point i know before True. the use of computers before yeah. the use of computers we had to be writing and rewriting before if you want to duplicate copies of uh, documents you have to rewrite and rewrite and before we had photocopying machines and all and yes, <laughs> you are yes. trying to see, I, I have to copy their courage Okay, the, okay. Someone has actually brought up this issue before with me when I was um, making this kind of proposition. But we need to understand something. You know, the law practice isn't just documents, go to court, argue your case, come back. The law practice is something that has to deal with emotions. It's something that has to deal with um, people's perceptions. And like I said, uh, and a robot is not an intelligent machine in as much as it wants to simulate human permission. It's not anti-labor mission. So there are instances where, okay, for instance, now, if we have a robot as a judge and we have lawyers who are coming to talk to the robots and the witness in court, the witness that was supposed to be in court, they, maybe the, the principal witness isn't available to carry on with that activity, with, with um, the cross-examination or the examination in chief at that moment. You know, ordinarily a human judge would say, okay, why don't you pick a date? Let's adjourn. But a robot that has been programmed that on the 29th of November 2020, there will be a cross-examination of Mr. X. And upon the cross-examination, these are the data that you give. This is 
the result of it. So where there isn't anything, what do we expect everybody to do? There will be a change in the system. So we cannot, there is no how we want to turn it around. Lawyers cannot be displaced because of robots or technology or AI. But there are, there are reports, uh, scientific advancements that, so there's a, there are particular robots who are enabled with AI that have started to develop uh, emotion, to share emotional intelligence and all. But we will not go deep into that at this point. <laughs> no, that, that's just for another day. <laughs> okay, okay. There's no problem. So thank you. Um, The next question, as a law student, and you have been exposed to such knowledge, you have been exposed to this uh, emerging area of law, this novel area of law, saying that technology is uh, ravaging into law, into almost every sector in this life. There's no place that the te- technology has not left undone. It has gone. Yes. So um, what is your advice? What do you suggest that boarding lawyers do, or even lost them do to keep up to this advancement? Wow. It's this 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 part on its own it's 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 huge because there are a lot of things to do. There are a lot of things to do. So now we understand that technology is taking over the legal practice, which means most of our recruiters, most of our employers are now online trying to see who brings the best to the table, who is more advanced, who is more um, um, susceptible to technological advancement. Now, and it's beyond knowing how to type on Microsoft Word or knowing how to calculate on Microsoft Excel mm. or being able to do a presentation on PowerPoint. It's now beyond that. The competition, the bar for the competition has been risen high. Like, there are now people that do Java programming. There are now people that, that, that you know, program softwares and um, different applications. And you cannot, as a person who is still in the, I can type a, a five-letter word or something, Microsoft Word, compete on the same level with someone who is programming a software or a program. You Obviously, if I was a recruiter, I would obviously pick the other person that has experience. So as law student, I'm not saying you should leave your, your area of practice against that learning programming, no. But there are courses, there are things you could do to get exposed to technology yeah yeah now first before we go before we go into that sector we need to talk about how do you present yourself online because most times now um, most people okay um i need to i don't know if i should bring this in but during this whole ASU strike there was a time where i had an interview with a bank and i was thinking oh my god this bank is not even in my state how do i go for this interview because i know most most bankers, they don't, they don't do all this stuff. They want you to come so they can see you face to face. And then I realized, oh my God, there's now something like virtual interview. People just want to see you. And before you go ahead with a virtual interview, your employer tells you, I want to see your social media handle. Send us your social media handle so that they see what you are presenting online. They see what you are feeding the public. So the question becomes, as a law student, what, what, what is my profile? When people hear my name, what do they think? As a law student, what am I placing online? What am I placing out there for people to see? And that is where it begins. There's this app called LinkedIn. Yeah. So a lot of people on LinkedIn, they just, um, you know, come there, post, I'm so pleased to announce, I want this, I'm so pleased to announce. Yes, we, we are happy for you, for your achievement. But have you, in a single time, 
posted something that is argumentative, something that shows that you have a perspective to any area of law, something that shows that you have enthusiasm for area, for law or for emerging areas of law, something that shows that you are you are open to what is what is current in the legal practice. You know, those are questions people look out for. And that is where law students need to begin from. You need to change your profile. You need to change what you are showing the public if indeed you want to get someone to notice you, if you want to keep up because a lot of people are doing it. Now, on this same app, you have great networking. How do you network? Are you the kind of person that still sends, if you see a new a new contact, you send hi, and then you leave it blank? Um, I attended a webinar one time last week, and a speaker was like, People who still say just hi as their messages to people they do not know, I have never contacted before, are people who do not even want to learn anything. Yes. Because you don't just say hi and you leave it there. You have to say hello, you introduce yourself, tell the person. If me, if for instance, I open my phone and I say hi from a number that I do not know, I'm wondering, what does this person want from me? Who are you? And then I just ignore you. I feel you're not serious. But when wow. you come straight forward, hello, good afternoon, you do all the pleasantries, you introduce yourself, you tell them why you're texting them or every other thing that is involved. The person sees you as someone serious. It marks you out. In order to also keep up, you need to attend webinars, seminars, learn from people, read books, be open. Don't just um, restrict yourself to the, um, the traditional litigation. Learn about emerging areas of law. Ask yourself, is this what we want? Criticize writers. Do things, research, learn a lot, be open. Don't just be within the four walls of what they taught you in school or what they taught you in your classroom. Go beyond. Don't just be the kind of um, law student that just reads the principles and recites the cases. And once they give you an example, you vomit the whole thing inside. And by the time you go out there, you're the kind of lawyer that can't, can't even speak proper English in front of the court. <laughs> we, should, we should know that this is beyond what it is now. Wow. A lot of people have asked litigation is very popular so how do people in other emerging areas of law make it how do, let me use arbitration for instance i know mm. arbitration is one of arbitration is keeping up with litigation but people are earning billions of dollars from arbitration okay. and then in arbitration arbitration is not a arbitration is not a, a an area of law that you just say okay arbitration is diverse because in arbitration you can see energy law in arbitration you can see sports law in arbitration you can see entertainment law can see space law there are so many things so why are you restricting yourself to the classroom arbitration mm. so um, um litigation practice or the traditional practice also to keep up you need to create content our phone is very powerful like throughout this whole period the only thing i've been able to use to build myself is my phone you know, people, i don't have laptop now what will i do your phone is enough it's not all about snapchat instagram and every other thing you need to forget what isn't necessary and focus on what is necessary and it's not it's not too, there's nothing like it's too early to build myself there's there's no english like that you need to start now because you won't wait for when you're in law school or when you are done with nyc that you start saying okay let me okay which which law firm will i gonna apply internship begin now to understudy people who are experts in the field begin now to be mentees to people who have gone far in the legal field and trust me you will join them moving because what your mentor who is experienced in the field shows you, you would even have a greater advantage over people. Like for instance, there are so many things I didn't know before I, I did my internship with Omaplex Law Firm. And at the end of the day, I realized that there's so many things a lot of people out there need to know. But when you're the law student that just sits, asks on strike, okay now, 
So whenever they call off their strike, you're not building yourself, you're not reading, you're not doing anything, you're just there. And that's terrible. You won't be able to compete, except indeed you've convinced yourself that the law degree you're pursuing is not, you don't want to make use of it. But if indeed you know that this is what you want, you need to strive hard because the market, courage, I'm saying it again, and to everybody listening, the market is very, very competitive. It is beyond knowing how to type on Microsoft Word. We need to take a step higher because for us to be able to compete out there, no, no, no. We need to take a step, steps higher, not even a step. We need to go steps higher. <laughs> wow. But so these are these are basically the ways that law students, boarding lawyers need to learn to adapt. Because right. if you're not open to these areas, you would be lost in transit. Okay, Victoria, you've you've spoken well, but I, I just have to bring bring this to your fore right now. I, I I think you just did a lot, a, a lot of tongue lashing. Like this, this was meant to be fun and enlightening. I, I don't understand. You just finished tongue lashing a lot of us, and so we that used to send hi and they used to send hi to us and we reply. I, I don't understand. It's not fair. It is meant to be no, fun. Things need to change. Work. Things need to change. Things need to change. No, you could send hi to your friend. Someone, maybe someone that got you. Clearly, I understand you. Well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to bring the phone back into it. You, you, you started becoming too serious with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got your point. I get to got yeah. your point. You are very, yeah. very um, uh, accurate on what needs to be done as law students. Because I think first of all, building thought leadership. I think even the first, the first and foremost is that visibility. That is um, improving your brand, like taking time to work on your brand on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, yes. Facebook, um, even WhatsApp. What are you known for? You need to be visible, very visible. Exactly. Not just, yes. just coming on LinkedIn to say. I, I completed this course and then two minutes course I was giving this I was giving that but yeah you need to develop what is called thought leadership on various exactly. areas you yes. get so yeah yes. I, I, that was a very clear point I just needed to re-emphasize for clarity purposes and then you also said um, that we should follow um, we should become mentees to those that have gone far in these same areas we should not yes. so wait until we have macbooks before we start developing ourselves <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean in this this pandemic era who uh, not many of us could can, or can afford a macbook or a laptop you get but yeah. yeah we have to make do with what we have it's very very important but i and then i had i had uh, uh, I, I attended a webinar should I call it a webinar? But it was a Zoom meeting with Pearl Mwezigwe, a policy manager for Africa at TikTok. We all know TikTok. She is yeah. from Nigeria. And, uh, I attended her webinar some days or some days back, and it was very, very informative. The point I'm trying to bring here is that she made mention of corporate stalking. So that's where I was trying to bring out when you said mentees, you should follow those that have gone far. I, I just thought them. to bring up that particular statement of ours that we should engage in corporate stalking. Like when we see people that have gone far, you stalk them online, internet, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Follow them. Ask questions. Facebook. 
you comment yes. on on their works, on their articles, yes. on their posts. You can even shoot your shots. You said she made mention of <laughs> she made mention of um, stalking the vice president of the policy department at Twitter, and she started stalking her on Twitter. And before you know it, she just shot her shots so that she would like to work um, in the policy department for Twitter. And that was it. She got an interview, but all things worked out. And she, though she didn't go to Twitter. I think some one some com- recommendations from the same lady got maybe one of the reasons why she's at TikTok currently. So yes, basically we should engage in corporate talking. We should improve our visibility. We should work, develop our branding, and yes. develop ourselves more especially. So yeah, this has been quite interesting and uh, educative. Um, what are your parting words? currently you've spoken a lot so you just have to keep this short and simple <laughs> all right so since since we're rounding up since we're rounding up guys i would just do a quick recap like few like the lower is changing it's no longer the traditional system technology is now um submerging the law and in order to keep up we need to do things that our counterparts outside they are doing one key word, one thing I always tell myself each time I feel like um, I'm being too lazy. I tell myself, Victoria, your competition is not within your environment. Your competition is outside there. You've not even met your competition. No. Your competition is doing things that would blow people's minds and you're still here. Your you competition is your, out there. Sorry, sorry, sorry to bust your bubbles. You've met me. I'm, I'm a big competitor. <laughs> you think so? You really think you're a worthy competitor? I, I don't know for you, but I might have beat you already. You really think you're a worthy computer? Please just round up. Please don't let's not go there. <laughs> anyway, so my, my parting words is this. Don't be to every law student listening to it. Don't be a boring old fashioned law student who only knows how to answer faculty exam questions. Be more. Be more than someone who knows how to answer faculty exam questions. Always ask yourself, after law school, what next? Keep thinking ahead because while you're being a cake, ah, the world is moving and you're you're being left behind. Becoming a tech lawyer doesn't necessarily mean you need to submerge yourself into just one area of local technology law. But be someone who isn't necessarily ignorant of the real technology pleasing law. And be someone who is willing to adapt to new areas of law. Thank and you very much. Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you yeah, so, so much for it. You just made mention of something. I, I'm very sorry, but I just have to ask. Is it that um, as law students, must we develop ourselves in this tech space? Is it until we have interest in tech law before we start becoming aware of this technological no. advancement? Because you just made mention of um, start reading up about tech tech law and, yeah. and it's, it's very pertinent to tell you that not a lot of law students are in, particularly interested in tech law you get so not even the, not even the students I, I don't think i've seen any university yet that teaches technology law as a course no i don't think there's any yet 
So you can't even advise students, okay, offer this as a course, you know that. I'm not saying you should, you don't even need to have an interest. Like I said, you don't necessarily need to be merged into technology law to be someone who is tech savvy. You just have to be someone who isn't ignorant of the role technology is in and someone who can adapt it. So you don't necessarily need to learn all the whole technology law and everything, no. But the one who understands that technology plays a role in the legal industry and I have to make use of the opportunity that technology gives to me. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So conclusively, in conclusion, you uh, you made mention of doing something at the Omaplex law firm. Yes. Yeah, you said you are the president. Like in my introduction, I, I said you are the president of an alumnus network. Can you just throw a little light on this in just about 30 or 50 seconds? Okay. About? So um, when I intend at Omaplex law firm, Omaplex law firm is a very prestigious law firm. The managing partner of the law firm is the youngest SCN in Nigeria. Um, yes, Sister Omote. Omote Iviatoyebi SCN. So when I intend there, I did quite a lot of research work. I did defending of research work and so many things. My teammates and all. And I guess my my leadership skills were were noticed. They didn't go unnoticed. Like um, one of the associates would say, a golden fish never stays hidden. I guess I was that golden fish that wasn't hidden. I already, um, When we had our um, end of internship period, like the last day where we had everything and all the advice and it was it came quite as a shock where I was um, made the president of the Omaplex internship internship alumni network. So it's basically a network for all in all interns that have ever interned in Omaplex program. So we're the first interns. So for subsequent interns coming in, you would go through the alumni network, and there's so many things left out there for you. There will be, you know, um, <laughs> not to not to um, blow our bubbles, but there there will be essay competitions, there will be debate competitions, meet and mock, and all these things do not go without multi-motoring prizes. There will be engagement, mentorship session. It will be like a networking hub. Like it's 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 good. It's, wow, that's, right. that's thank you. Thank you very so, um, much. So before yeah. before I end, um, courage. I'm so sorry. I have to bring that forward. I actually wanted to speak about something that's coming up with those that might be interested, and those okay. that are listening to your hub. So, um, I I I am alongside a guy, a law student named David Ademola. We are trying to create a networking hub for law students. Now, this networking hub is for law students across any university in Nigeria. State University, Federal University, Polytech. as far as you're a law student, you're welcome to this hub. It's more like a networking hub, an educative networking hub for professional development. So we learn things together. We get mentors to come and talk to us. There'll be a mentorship program. There will be online classes. There'll be webinars to attend. It's like the Green Hub. So once it is out, the name of the Green Hub is the Boarding Lawyer Space, the BLS. So once BLS is out, I would make proper publications and everyone can be part of the world. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you for that announcement. It's been yes. a swell time having you on this podcast once again. Likewise. We are very pleased to have drank from your well of knowledge. <laughs> so until next time, I suppose. Yes. Thanks.
thank you so much courage for having me thank you thank you i really appreciate it a lot all right bye. all right bye guys <laughs>